Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, episode number 20. We've hit the double of the double digits. I guess that's what you should call it. <laughs> you, could, you could. I don't know why you couldn't. Why you couldn't? Uh, double, double digits. Double, double digits. We're at episode 1000! Double D! <laughs> uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts. LC. And D. And D. Oh, wow. And JD. Here we got all these initials. Lauren had to keep it. I don't know. She's looking like she's tough or something right now. I am. Straight up G. Nice. I thought you were LC, not G. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) So what have you guys been doing lately? You know, just hanging out. Just hanging out? Yeah. Nothing of note, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing nothing substantial. Nothing. Just work, drinking beer, making podcasts. Nice. I like it. Speaking of beer, what do we have to crack? Well. Cracking a beer. We have uh, part of Hopfly Brewing Company's textile series, which I didn't know existed, but when I was there recently, I had their, um, I believe it's uh, not Houndstooth. Herringbone. They did have a houndstooth, though. They do, yeah. They have a houndstooth. They have houndstooth. They have uh, a different one. They have herringbone, which I did have that IPA. Uh, but this one in the series is bangle. I didn't know that was a textile. No, me either. I grabbed it because when you're listening to this, you might know that the upcoming football game this weekend is the Super Bowl, and the Bengals are participating against the Rams. And is I, there a ram fabric? Oh, rams. Uh, ram fabric? I mean, rams are what? Are part of the male sheep family? So yeah, just get some wool. Some, <laughs> some wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags. Full. I, I was thinking when we were in Atlanta, and I kept asking Alex about whether or not he had a jacket with a, a wool inside. And he was like, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> and I was like, wool. A wool. He's like, what? <laughs> And he's, he's like, he's saying wool? And I'm like, wool. <laughs> he's like, why are you saying like wool? Because it has two O's. I guess yeah. you kind of would. I never wool. thought of that. Do you say wool? Wool. Woo! Apparently it's wool. more commonly pronounced wool. wool. Yeah, wool. wool. But like if you wool. say something spools up, you're not like it's spools. Spool. Spooled. Spool. You don't say, you don't say, oh, that's cool. It's, that's cool. Oh, yeah, he says cat. Cool. I'll suck, dog. Yeah, is that sheep got any wet? <laughs> well, that's cool. All right, I'll crack this beer. Crispy. Yeah, so I didn't get it for the textile. I got it because Joe and I are sheepishly uh, Bengals fans. Ne- yeah. Newly found Bengals fans. Ever since our trip really? to Nashville. I was about to say, I wasn't really aware that you really partook in professional football point. washing. Washing? I don't wash any footballs. <laughs> Why? No, I peripherally watch the Buffalo Bills scores. I don't really ever have time to tune in for the games, but I peripherally don't watch peripheral. it at all. You peripherally, yeah, but we went. So Nick and I went to Tailgate Brewing in Nashville, uh, and we we no we stumbled upon a Bengals fan club like. 50 people, in, and then Nick and I watching the Bengals play. Who'd they play? The Browns. Just Divi- the division game. 
Yeah, we were. On well, the way we back. it was before the airport. Oh, okay. So it was like we were killing time before we had to go to the airport. We went to brunch. Brunched. Got a Bloody Mary made with a Guinness. They called it a Bloody Nick, right? Yeah. <gasps> Bloody Nick, I just thought he like punched you and you were bleeding. <laughs> that was one trip where I didn't end up bloody. <laughs> yes, oh, bloody. No bloody. I love um, a good bloody. I do too. I also like a good IPA, which is what we're drinking. Drinking here. Um, it doesn't it taste like, like pineapple fabric. juice. It does look like pineapple juice. It's got a nice, consistent, foamy head. Mm-hmm. Looks quite pillowy, if I did say so myself. Oh, don't lay your head on it. It is um, very opaque. It's a hazy boy, haze bomb. It does look like pineapple juice. Yep. That's for sure. You're welcome. Mm. Smells kind of pineapple-y. It does smell fruity. Yeah, I get some tropical stone fruit. fruit. Stone fruit, a little bit of citrus in there. You get Malone. Rock fruit. <laughs> Rock fruit, stone fruit, boulder fruit. Wood fruit. Mm. Wood fruit. Very nice. Wouldn't that just be regular fruit? Wouldn't wood fruit be regular fruit because it comes from trees? I have no idea. Like most fruits. I, I really was not being serious. You know, I burnt my tongue earlier on that ramen. This may be... Uh-oh. Not good. Your palate may be tainted. I made some ramen. Don't wiggle your eyebrows at me after you said tainted. <laughs> Come on, Lauren. Get your mind out. Gutter. Well, it's, uh... It's very palatable as far as an oh, IPA. I haven't had it yet. Definitely it's more super of the, smooth. Yeah. The mouthfeel is like Oh, it's pillowy. I was gonna say that. <laughs> pillowy as the texture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you cracked that beer open, it reminded me of I watched a video on the engineering behind aluminum cans. If that's not the lamest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> but it talks about how the the pull tab is actually like a two stage lever. Because the fulcrum shifts once you open it. Like, initially, the fulcrum is initially on that center tab where you, like, use that to pop the thing open or, like, to lift it up. But then once it lifts up past a certain point, it uses the tip as the fulcrum to push it down or something like that. Interesting. Wow. The more you know. Very weird and nerdy, but, yeah. Yeah. I found it very interesting. (laughs) Well, I found the, the cylinder, cylindrical shape is also part of it all and everything, but yeah, the things you find on the internet. Um, well, the, the cans are very appealing too because they obviously display the particular textile after which the beer is named. But um, Hopfly, based out of uh, Rocky Mount, they're very well known for uh, having some some fun can art, some really appealing can art. And actually, I forget, I say out of Rocky Mount, but they're they're growing and they're opening up uh, a location in Charlotte as well. Oh, yeah. So all the Western North Carolina folks, be ready for some really good beer out there. Um, that's pretty crazy. That's, yeah. that's quite far away. I wonder how they're going to manage that, like, from three hours, four hours away. I guess, well, I guess they're only, like, really three-ish from Rocky yeah. Mount. It'll be interesting to see what they how they work that out. Um this one I actually picked up from Driver Street Bottle Shop here in Greenville. Ooh, Driver um, Street Bottle Shop. Yeah, I was I was chatting with uh, Lars for a bit, a bit about uh, all the different textile beers they had there. Um, 
I, I, I didn't remember it then. I just remembered it live that it was Herringbone, the IPA that I had the other weekend. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they had, they had a cold can of Bengal there at uh, Driver Street, so I picked that up, and I thought, you know, who day? Who day? Which is, uh, for all you non-Bengals fans, it's a, <laughs> a popular chant of the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do? Who do? Who do? Who do? Who do? Nice. Oh, for all you Game of Thrones fans out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this beer is it's quite good. It's like, if you let it run, it's got some decent legs. Like running? Yeah. You know and, what legs are? And the beer keeps running, running, and running, running, running. You know, I learned what legs are once uh, I looked up uh, evaluation criteria for appearance. Uh, is that kind of like the stems on wine? What's the word of the stems on wine? Like how it like comes down? Yes. That's the legs of the beer. I don't know if they're called stems or legs in wine. I'm pretty I thought I had heard the term legs before, but... Maybe I made things up. So yeah, based on that, <laughs> you might know that, that today and the title of the episode, we're continuing the beer evaluation mini series based off the BJCP process, and we've done overall impression, we've done aroma, and now we are on to appearance. Interesting that we're you know evaluating the look of the beer after the smell, but maybe you're supposed to smell the beer. Get that, let that sit in your mind and then take a look at it. But this beer is, is a good example of something to look at. We've got it in some fancy glasses too. Mm-hmm. Got her in our, our IPA glasses. They're a little bit curvy. Oh, they're so-called legs on wine as well. Yeah. I'll just snap a photo of this and we can throw that on the gram so people... Oh, yeah. We do have a couple that. photos on the gram of it. Yeah. Um, Except for the Bengal beer. Very, uh, yeah, it's... I think very important to note the glass because, as we mentioned, I mean, in almost every facet of evaluating a beer, the glass is paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really not ideal to, to have, you know, say a, a plastic cup for for proper beer evaluation. So, the right glassware helps with your aroma, as we talked about last week, mm-hmm. and also with appearance. Also, yeah, with temperature regulation. So you know this this glass that you're holding is it's a little thinner than normal, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and actually, thicker glass has a greater thermal mass and transfers more heat into the beer. The thinner glass, which is kind of counterintuitive, because you think thinner glass would transfer heat easier, which it does. So if you hold it in your hand, it'll warm it up. But the heat from the glass itself isn't going to be as much of a thermal sink. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what does color mean to you guys when you look at the beer? What does color tell you about the beverage in your glass? Um, this beer, for example. Uh, well, if you were to just me, see this beer, what would you think? I think that it would be a tasty beer because <laughs> um, when I look at it, it reminds me in an appearance of a hazy IPA. Okay. So mm-hmm. when I see that, I'm like, I'm going into the sipping portion with a certain beer in my mind, mm-hmm. which could be a detriment also, because if you go in thinking one thing and then tasting a different, then it's like, ooh, my eyes have deceived me. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> um, why we do the LC yeah. pick. Blind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. At yes. first. I blind you every week. Yeah. <laughs> Dab our eyes out. Shines a very bright light in our yeah. eyes. It 
It takes about a week to recover, and then we get blinded I was again. Blinding you with my beauty. My ophthalmologist <laughs> is not pleased. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good point, Lauren, about uh, using the color sort of indicate or um, as a de- detection for what kind of style you're going to drink. Um, and also, when you're evaluating a beer, you know there's there's certain parameters that are appropriate for a style. Uh, for appearance and and that comes down to you know what what color it is um in this case you know for a an ipa or a hazy ipa it's kind of like dull hazy straw gold color um it's more of a yellow than a gold that definitely fits inside the style oh for sure you know it it kind of gives you a bit of a sense uh, of what's to come if it's you know i see something like this i I also like lauren i think it's going to be like a hazy juicy ipa versus a uh Kind of a West Coast, you know, a little bit yeah. more malty, bitter IPA. I mean, with those, you're looking at like, you know, dark golden color, yeah. usually crystal clear. Yep. And you can also tell other things, you know, like effervescence. Mm-hmm. How bubble is it? How Michael Bublé is the is the beer? Bublé. Yeah. And uh, you just mentioned, yeah, the difference in these IPAs with, with clarity. That's another part that I think kind of ties right into color when we're describing beers in our own reviews, Mm -hmm. typically we're, you know, noting, oh, this is like a uh, cloudy gold to slightly yellow-orange color. Um, Or we're saying, oh, it's really opaque. It's a Mm -hmm. inky jet black stout, something like that. So we're kind of using those descriptors hand-in-hand to describe the beer. So the color and clarity, I think, those, those factors of the appearance evaluation, they're kind of... Like one A and one B to me, I don't really separate them that easily. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes down to, it, I think for uh, for official BJCP evaluations, you're going to be looking at both of those separately in more detail. Yeah, because I mean, those are two factors within there. Like, so color is one. Like, you say you have X style of beer, the color should be this to this, and then the haze is another thing. Like, a lot of beer styles are not supposed to be hazy. And they're a sign of a technical flaw sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them will have chill haze where they get cold and actually proteins that are in the beer that technically should have coagulated out when they finished the, the mashing process did not. And then they appear and precipitate when it gets cold. But in the case of like a hazy IPA, they put grains in there that give that haze on purpose. Right. You know, so if you're looking at a BJCP for a pilsner you know it's not it's not gonna be hazy (laughs) if it's anything but crystal clear you've got a problem it's not appropriate for that style Mm -hmm. Uh, and one of you i can't remember who it was just mentioned earlier before we really got into the the topic at hand but uh with this beer that it had good head retention or at Mm -hmm. least it seemed to um is that lauren yeah it was lauren Good note, Lauren, because I think head retention is also something we we do naturally when we're looking at a beer, and it's going to vary from style to style. But oh, yeah, it's interesting because it's not to say that a beer that doesn't retain head is flat or isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just is that appropriate? Is that is that really standard for that style? And the beer beer judge certification program part of the training is to be aware of each style of beer and whether you know you should expect some kind of head retention and in this case ipa i think it's pretty common to see a little bit of a wisp or at least uh yeah 
Something there. Some kind of natural retention without swirling, without kind of agitation. It should naturally mm-hmm. maintain some level of some head. Yeah. If you think about other beer styles, I mean, like sours, I think are a good example of a beer that pretty much instantaneously like loses its head. And almost some of them have like a cider-like appearance to them where they don't do that. Yeah. But it's, again, I think a relationship to the proteins that are contained within that. Because you have a higher protein count, which you don't really think about protein in beer, but... <laughs> If you think about the protein content, that's what it'll stick up, you know, keep that head going. I think about it because I usually take a beer to the gym with me. Yeah. my post-workout shake. Throw a little creatine, some whey protein in it. (laughs) Did you just put chocolate protein in that West Coast IPA? Yep. Yep, it's super good. Delicious. Yeah, so that's sort of the basis, I think. Uh, It's a preliminary but thorough uh, look at what what you're looking for Mm -hmm. when you're evaluating yeah, color, so, clarity, head retention. Yeah, head just resistance. yeah, looking for that in the style uh, within the parameters of a certain beer style. Is that mm-hmm. going to be something you're expecting? And when you're scoring, I mean, appearance actually is pretty low on the score sheet for mm-hmm. BJCP uh, evaluations. I, I want to say it's like three points total for appearance. Mm-hmm. It's one point going towards color, uh, clarity, and head retention. Um, Basically, does this beer check the boxes there? And if it does, you usually get full points. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, appearance, it matters. But as far as the overall weight of scoring, it's Not a little bit lower. Yeah. yeah. But What if you have a black IPA? Ooh. That's in the style, though. So as long as it's an appropriate to the style. So the color is... I mean, if you had a black IPA style, that was golden and clear... Mm-hmm. Then you might have an issue. Yeah. But if you have a black IPA that's <laughs> like, oh, this is black. Dark. <laughs> yeah, that would be, uh, it'd be like whitewashing beer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> we added just the thinnest bit of bleach to it. Oh, to... my God. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> we used roasted malts that we bleached. Mmm. <laughs> 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 So how do you evaluate a beer? I mean, open your eyes and look at it. Is that the best way? I mean, anything else you got to do? It's very difficult to do with your eyes closed. Yeah, I can confirm that. That's um, true. Our LC picks. You can't really judge the parents until we open we're our eyes. Yeah, we're, we're already looking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Nick already mentioned earlier. You know the importance of pouring it into a glass. Very like, important. A glass. A glass. If we poured it into a red solo cup, I think we'd have a little more difficulty you can see really it on the top. being able to see the color. Or if we just drink it, I can't see can. this beer at all. It's so opaque. I can't. Well, it's see, red. I can't see through this red solo cup. It's really red. What it's we red. do is you just poke a hole in the cup, and then uh, yeah, and then it comes pouring out. You can look through and then it. That's yeah. How you get it. Oh, oh like our reel about how to pour beer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how I learned how to pour my beers. I watched your reel. Stab it with a knife and then open it up and then have people be appalled that you stabbed a beer that yeah. had been sitting in your fridge for a year and yeah. expl- visibly exploded when I stabbed it. Did yeah. you just spill? I peeled. <laughs> I peeled. I peeled. Uh-oh. Yeah, clean glassware. Um, you know, Clean glassware. Yeah. Oh, Remember last mentioned. week we had some. You don't want any flavor crystals. Had a bunch of flavor crystals. No. Yeah, it's not really a fair evaluation if you're judging a beer and 
you use a dirty glass and you're like, wow, this beer is, you know, not really. It looks like trash. Uh, you know, it's. Stop looking in the mirror. It's a little hazy. It's like, no, it's not hazy. It just has a ton of flavor crystals because the glass is dirty. Yeah. Also, um, a clean glass will let you allow you to evaluate the. Um, uh, wow, you spilled again. Will allow you to evaluate the head retention to a degree because of the lacing on the glass. Yeah. So if the glass is dirty, the lace won't stick, and that's basically those that foamy lattice structure that you see as you drink the lattice. beer down. You know, I used to have a friend in college. Look at that lace, you know, say after you drink a beer. Look at that lace. Look at that lace. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, oh, are they still your friends? Mm-hmm. He's coming to the wedding. Oh gosh. Oh, oh Corey. Boy. Oh boy. Oh. He was just being. Him. He just was being a goofball. Look at that lace. I, I doubt he would. Even, he probably wouldn't even remember it, but I just it just vividly stuck in my yeah. brain. Just a man that appreciates a good beer. Good beer. Good lace. And and how else can you see the lace without being in an environment with good lighting? Yes, exactly. Really? Right now, I'll say this lighting is questionable. We are in the den area. We got one singular overhead light. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's like bright spots, but I feel like they're shadows. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, maybe not ideal for a BJCP level of evaluation, but I mean, you know, it's lighting. You can see, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what kind of lighting would be recommended then for? We your... need one of those ring lights that make us look. Oh, like real the TikTokers good. use. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if we start a TikTok, <laughs> yeah. We if we weren't doing an audio only format, I would say yes, we could. The listeners care what we look like. Oh, we are all very beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. Actually, we seem to get more uh, attention or more traffic to our posts when our faces are in them. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. We must look good. That's why I get all those influencer deals whenever we post anything with our faces <laughs> on it. They're always like, ooh, I've got to get down some of that action. Give me oh, some of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow they're actually coming to pay you to stop showing your face yeah can you not tag us in your posts anymore we're gonna report you I appreciate you if you just lose my number um but no yeah you want to find uh natural lighting oh yeah if you can get it for sure if you can right now we can it's a little dark outside but yeah so, yeah i mean it's I, I feel like when you're you know the, the the actual beer judging that goes on in the world by certified BJCP judges. That's a lot of That's redundancy lot of there. Thing, yeah. Um, but anyway, so you're gonna find uh, that these uh, these testing happenings go on at facilities that are you know they're they're handpicked to be ideal for tasting. They're gonna have rooms and spaces that have good lighting, good natural lighting. Um, and if you have indoor lighting, I mean, go for some incandescent bulbs versus your fluorescent lighting. Um, it just everything looks better under fluorescent lights. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not. It's yeah. like oh yeah, it's like when you you're at a you're at a club and it's dark and then turn the lights on and then you look around and realize it's like ooh you're that's with a bunch who of goblins. I, that's who I've been dancing with the last <laughs> thirty minutes. Goblins. Ooh, wait, when you go, go dance with people at the club? Yeah, what? No, this was like back in the day. And oh, then you're like, okay. oh wait, that's just a mirror. Oh, this whole time. Wow. Wow, that's cold. Ice, ice cold. cold. You know what else is ice cold? Joey Burr. Who day? Sorry. <laughs> I had to throw in a, jo- a Joey Burrow. Um, Who's that? 
He's the quarterback for the Bengals. Okay, we've you couldn't have been first. Joe Burrow, no. aka Joey Burr, Lauren's called got ice in his veins. It's called the the Burr. He is cold. He is so chilly. It's called the power of deduction. I power can't deduce. You can't deduce that. We'll start deducing. But yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, you don't want to be in a room that's like, you know, you don't want to be in the club evaluating a beer because it's. A lot of lights, especially one with a good light show going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can't get a, you can't get the light in the background. It's nice to have your beer and hold it up to the light and let that light mm-hmm. shine through or not shine through, depending on the style of beer. And mm-hmm. that'll kind of give you more insight as to, hey, this beer is you know translucent like it should be, or there's a good amount of haze because it's a hazy IPA. That's right. Or mm-hmm. hey, this beer actually looks to be dark, but if I hold up to the light. There's some light peeking through that brown, or I can see some hues of amber. Oh yeah, red. I really like that when a dark beer has like a nice red. Oh, it's so edges. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Uh, but yeah, and you want to have like neutral colors in the background. You don't want to be doing it in an art gallery. You know, it's just gonna it just makes sense, right? If something's yeah. gonna to mess up your uh, your eyeball perception of color, you don't want to. But what about up. that one yeah. brewery that's in an art gallery? They all went to. Oh, Spaceway. Yeah, that that one you're allowed to. Yeah, I wouldn't. I guess you wouldn't want to judge a beer there, but you could just. I mean, you're not going to hold it up to the paintings. Yeah, and like, oh. ooh, that's around. a that's a good point though. Is looking out for distracting colors or like patterns or um, textures, things like that. You don't want to have any kind of distortion from from colors or um, things that might have a you know, a pattern that throws off your mm-hmm. your visual perception. So ideally just like plain flat white or anything that's kind of, uh, you know, uh, more subtle. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the name of the game too. With a lot of the beer judging things, especially when you get to some of the high level stuff and, you know, you're out of the, out of like the local things, but you get to, you yeah. know, big things. It's all about that sensory isolation. Yeah. Like you don't want to stimulate your senses in different things. So, I mean, you're not going to want to have loud noises. You're not going to want to have distracting colors or lights. It's going to, you know, be in a quiet place without any other smells or anything going on. Um, so basically you should get committed to an insane asylum. Yes. Do your tasting in a petted cell. Yes. Oh, be yeah. in a sensory deprivation <laughs> room. There's a lot of white. The straight no jacket. Distracting colors. Might. Yeah. Or, you know, what are those rooms that, uh, they're like the soundproof rooms Sensory deprivation room. Oh, yes. Yeah, they apparently make you go crazy after a few days. Because, like, <laughs> it's weird that you don't hear any noise at all. It, it starts to mess with your mind. The ratings are in. I've gone crazy for this beer. <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so maybe not to that extent, but. Yeah. Yeah. So. You just don't want anything that's distracting. Yeah. Keep your mind focused. Don't let anything get in the way of that by... Focus is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we've kind of already gone a little bit into, particularly this beer, Bangle from Hotfly, um, describing some color and clarity of uh, this particular style. But when we talk about color, clarity, head retention, effervescence, I mean, what are we, uh, what descriptors are we commonly using? I mean, it's always good to expand your vocabulary and all facets of uh, mm-hmm. beer evaluation so um i mean just knowing your style and knowing the particular srm which is the standard reference method 
that'll tell you uh, what range of color you can expect. Yeah, and it's weird. I mean, SRM, if you think about it, is actually like a numerical scale, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Applying uh, numbers to color. Yeah, kind of. yeah. Basically numbering. Or what's the other one? Degrees love a bond? Is that the other thing? <laughs> F4 Degrees love a bond. Is like the counterpart to SRM, yeah. but... Really, the, basically the SRM is the higher the number, the darker the beer. Uh, but no one really says, yes, this SRM is 45. You right. know, maybe on a can you'll see those stats every once in a while. But if you're talking about it, you're, you know, you're likely going to say, oh, this beer is dark brown or this beer is yeah. amber. Or you're going to use, uh, again, your tasting glossary of terms for basically relatable things you know relatable descriptors that you can Mm -hmm. use so if you say this is straw gold you know most people can draw an association from that Uh, but like lauren saying pineapple juice i mean pineapple juice in a relatable sense it's like oh everyone knows what pineapple juice looks like unless you don't unless you don't and you live in a cave or Mm -hmm. under a rock is probably more commonly used (laughs) if you live in a cave (laughs) if you live in under a rock inside of a cave if you live in a grotto um, I use orange juice a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. A lot sometimes. A lot sometimes. <laughs> For sixty uh, percent of the time, he uses it every time. Uh, it, uh, there's a uh, some other IPAs that are hazy, but they're more of the uh, the orange to mm-hmm. orange yellow color. This one was uh, particularly yellow. I feel like pineapple juice wasn't really in my dictionary, my personal dictionary of terms. I would always kind of say like. Oh, this is pale orange juice, or like watered down. And then I was like, Oh wait, that's what pineapple juice looks like. After somebody said it, I was like, That's kind of dumb. Pineapple juice is also more cloudy in appearance than orange juice. Again, like orange juice is less pulpy orange juice. Pulp, pulp with a, with pulp? extra pulp. I prefer. I don't really care for orange juice, but orange juice is like pretty um, solid through mm-hmm. and through. It's pretty solid. I thought it was a liquid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like the yeah, I know what you're saying. Now. Pineapple juice is a little more milky different. looking. I feel like <laughs> what milky, milky. It's a little more that, white. That's not what I was saying at all. Milk, milk. You know when they milk the pineapples? Uh, Just, I really want to milk some almonds. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's been wanting this thing. You're What's it called? It's milk? called like the almond cow. Yeah. You it's can like, make your own, like, um, nut and seed-based milk. Why? Because it would be so cool. Why? Isn't that just a, isn't it just like a blender? It is, but it also, like, strains it, and then, like, then you have already produced milk. And it's nut-based or grain-based, but it doesn't come from a cow. Why? And you don't have to worry about any harmful chemicals, and you're saving, um... Milk cartons. Wait, are you saying that there's harmful chemicals in milk? Potentially. What? <laughs> you don't know what they're feeding these cows? What? <laughs> it's a thing. Most of the time you do. No. I'll stick with almond cow's milk. <laughs> Those Jersey or cows if I'm going to have almond milk, I'll just buy it. <laughs> wow, that's so wasteful. But you know, Joe. <laughs> it's still... Produced either way. I would rather spend seventeen dollars on a bag of almonds to make one half Ounce. gallon of <laughs> almond milk. <laughs> Very economical, you know. Yeah. But I just really like the sustainability. 
Yeah, because you'd rather throw away the plastic from the almond package versus the the cardboard of the milk carton. You should be able to recycle the milk carton. Right? Yeah, you can recycle it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, ours are not cardboard. Ours are plastic. That also gets recycled. Plastic. No, they're not. The almond milk comes in the half-gallon cardboard. Pumpkin. No, it doesn't. Trust me. We buy it. Members mark. Two pack. Oh, no. I yeah. But that's also recyclable. I know. We're that's really PETG. Okay, go back. Okay, yes. We can edit that out. If we need. <laughs> I think we're now known as secondary lactation. <laughs> secondary lactation. We're just uh, That sounds like experts. a medical condition. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, oh, oh should, no! physician if you have... If you have that, secondary... Um, if you or a loved one experience any symptoms of secondary lactation, please consult a medical professional immediately. I mean, not our worst or weird, weirdest tangent that we've gone yeah. on. Um, well, so, I mean, milky, that's a good way to describe clarity as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the most appealing, but no. <laughs> if you want to describe the opacity of a beer, you can say it's cloudy, it's milky, hazy. Yeah. I feel uh, like when dull. I describe something like that, it's like reserving it because it's got like a whitish kind of a hue to it. But I think that's okay. also due yeah. to the opacity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really gold, pale gold, the vibrancy of the color. Mm-hmm. Um, but that a bunch of things. Makes a difference, yeah. Yeah, and we talked about clarity a little bit with our, you know, discussion of Bengal and how it's hazy. Um, but, you know, crystal clear and stuff is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something. There's just something very refreshing looking about a very clear beer. Yeah, you sort of know what you're gonna get. Uh, like Lauren mentioned, with like the taste or the mouthfeel of the beer, um, especially with like a clean beer. I expect that to be like a really crisp, mm-hmm. refreshing beer. Um, you know, your 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 lagers and your you know your cervezas and your um, pilsners and then you get your west coast ipas they're gonna have a little bit of a bite maybe a little bit of a drying mouthfeel but um i think they're gonna be really refreshing too and that clean look also translates to usually a kind of a cleaner flavor in a lot of a lot of cases but um you know just uh mm-hmm. kind of you, you start off with just what it looks like you use comparisons to other things that you're familiar with and then um you know i think that's the way good way to build your your vocabulary for describing a beer's appearance. Oh, yeah. Um, and then as you go, you'll pick up things from other people. Like mm-hmm. effervescence was something I think I never really was familiar with. When evanescence? I... Yeah. Waking up inside. Wake me yeah. up inside! Yeah, evanescence. They're, uh, I think we've made that joke before, but yeah, it doesn't have. get old. Um, for us, anyway. I mean, for you guys, <laughs> it probably, probably does. does. For... <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding me. That was, uh, they had at least three hits that I'm familiar with. <laughs> At least three. At least three. At least three. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so build your glossary. That's that's a, that's the fun part about uh, evaluating a beer. We do it very uh, novice, build your vocabulary novicely. What that... you don't like glossary? The glossary, well, glossary of terms. is an index glossary. of terms. You don't have an index you're, of terms. You're an in index mind? of terms. No, you're looking for a thesaurus or a dictionary. You're a thesaurus. I thought a thesaurus told you what feminines were. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to find different words, I think glossary is actually to expand. Uh, glossary is a. I think it's a good idea. Glossary. Yeah. It's like a. It's I like keywords. Like it. Yeah, you're trying to build it's an a appendix. Appendix. An appendix. <laughs> yeah, a glossary of terms. You're an appendix. 
Like, if I wanted to look into a book and find out, oh, where is beer appearance measured? Oh, it's on page 52. But I wouldn't pull out a thesaurus because then it'd be like, beer. Well, I thought you were ale. expanding your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but, but that's what I, I want to have like a, a reference of terms that I can return to to say, yes, this reminded me of X, Y, and Z. Uh, you're kind of building out a map in your head of things. I think I misunderstood your statement and what my your sentiment. At any rate, if this was a book, you'd be looking somewhere in the back of the book. <laughs> yeah, one you'd of those sections in, in the, the latter third. <laughs> Actually, but, uh, probably the latter fourth. I would say. If you were a book, you would be on my bookshelf, collecting dust. Wow! Wow! Just kidding. That Feeling was the hate. kind of unnecessary, but also. Kind of beautiful in a way. <laughs> in a cruel way. If you were a book, you'd be burned. That's what basically what you said. Wow. You'd be Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. Wow. That was rough. Is that a banned book also? Is it banned? I thought oh, I saw I somebody know. say something about it. Which is so ironic book. that it would be. Yeah. When it literally is about. About oppression. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, yes. But anyway, it looks like Elsie's preparing to crack a beer. What and she like she has acquired a bottle opener for this beer cracking. We've got ourselves a bottle on Elsie's Pick of the Week. Elsie's Pick of the Week. <laughs> she can't open a bottle uh-huh. edition. Oh, no, I can't. Don't look. Why are you failing? Oh, the cap. I just wanted to watch you struggle open this bottle. I don't like this cap opener. It works very well. What about, are you, which side are you using? I don't know. Oh. I was using this step. Oh, this isn't a bottle opener. That's a tool, Nicholas. That's a keg uh, coupler huh. tightener. Coupler. Not a coupler. Coupler. Tyler. 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 I hardly know her. Oh, no. I looked at the beer. Started. Oh. Well, I you know, prepared. this episode's all about appearance. Yeah, let's look at the appearance. Let's just, yeah, today, switch it up. I'll say I've got a very thick collar. Let's of... go purely on appearance and yeah. see if we can. And don't even taste it. We won't even taste it. And we're going to guess everything about of... it based on So it's red ish. Is it? It's like light brown, reddish. It's got a tan head, very thick collar of foam, I will say. Very thick, and the it's like a tan. It's foam. it's clear. You hold it up to the light, you can see right through it. Yep. Get I, you know, there's something really satisfying about watching the bottle, the bottles, the bubbles rise up from the bottom of the glass. Rising up from the bottom. Am I allowed to smell it, or am I only allowed to to look at it? I mean, y'all just make the rules. Because if I were to just I'm look just at it, it kind of looks like an amber ale. Or red ale. It does. Um, it looks quite appealing, actually. It looks good. If we smell it, we could just use the two things that we've gone over so far. Mm-hmm. Aroma and appearance. Ooh, some spice. Yeah, it is spicy. Some, like, phenolic notes there. It smells... Kind of clovey. Festive. Maybe it's a holiday a Leftover beer. holiday beer? So yes, it does have nice phenolic smells, um, a little bit of malty sweetness as well. Maybe a bit of like a, I don't know if I say like some like dark fruit, either like mm-hmm. a, like cherry or like some plum. Yeah, it does have a little bit of that like dark raisiny kind of a vibe. Some like dried fruit. I like that idea. Persistent head. Mm-hmm. Hair retention is working well. Um, it leaves a nice. Bit of lace. Yeah. It's got some legs, too. Some, some thick legs. things that drip down here. I'm going to have to agree. But I'm. A, you picked amber or red ale. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that it's 
Well, and there's also, there's some lesser known styles that kind of have the dark amber color, but for sake of being seasonal conservative, I'm going to say an amber ale, but it's got to be some kind of holiday inspired yeah. with all that like... I do have a little bias because I know that we had a couple holiday beers in the fridge that were left over from the holidays and the, the way that this smells and everything is making me think it's like a Christmas ale of some sort. Winter warmer. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and give it a taste. I'm busting in to next week episode. Hint, hint. Kind of tastes like it smells Mm. a little drier finish though. Very spicy. I wonder, I, I don't think, so I think the spice in this is derived from actual spices being put in the brewing process is going to be my guess versus uh it's not really like the yeast derived flavor i think it's more of like a adjunct yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say that this is a christmas ale or a festival well like a seasonal winter wintery time no or a no an amber ale no what is it a double ale a double, a double ale. ale. Yeah, but it is spiced. It's a spiced <laughs> double ale. What is the spiced double uh, ale even This mean? is Southern Tier Brewing Company. It's called 2Xmas. Yeah, but it's a spiced <laughs> double ale. Oh, spiced? It is brewed with orange peels, ginger root, mm, cardamom, ginger. cinnamon, fig paste, and cloves. Figs. That was the... There's the fruit. That was the dark and, fruit. And, you know, I wish I had been more confident with the ginger... Um, Cardamom's a tough one because I yeah. think cardamom to me blends in really well with like clove or like nutmeg mm-hmm. spice. Um, so it's hard for me to ever pick that out, but I did get a little bit of like a gingerbread taste. Let's try, Lauren. I like, I mean, this style of beer. It's good. It's, it's like a nice, it's a good. I mean, I'm not going to be wanting it all the time, but it's like, it's good to have, you know, and actually Lauren, so she just poured some more in my glass and there definitely was some yeast as in a lot of bottle I don't know if this is bottle conditioned, but some uh, particulate matter. There are some like suspended yeast particles, so now it went from being clear to slightly hazy. But it's good. Yeah, and I think that's uh, you know something we didn't really touch on, but when yeah. you know if you're at a if you're a beer judge and you're evaluating a beer and it comes to you in a bottle, you know I think it's important to pour and to look at the contents as you pour. Sometimes mm-hmm. in a bottle, you do get some of that at the bottom. Or even so, sometimes cans, you get some of these true. chunks. And it's always hard to tell with the can until you get to the bottom. you get them in so. there in your glass. But, but yeah, well, I feel like I was in an advantage at that one because I had kind of known that yeah. what was in our fridge. It kind of reminded me of the Oma Gang Everything Nice, Yeah, which is a holiday release. I feel like it's not as aggressive, though. This is a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like the spicing in this is pretty aggressive, but it's kind of laid back. It's also eight well, percent. I wonder if that's why it's called the double ale. Yep, it's, it's heavy. a Dublin. It's Dublin. Oh, shout out to all the listeners in Dublin. Dublin. Let's take a power shower. A what? A power shower. I don't know what that means. A power shower? Uh huh. What's a power shower? There was this girl. Her name was Jane. Um, she was that. <laughs> Sounds like a song. <laughs> this is a girl. Her no, name was Jane. She would say she's gonna. I have a power shower. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like a quick shower. Oh, I thought I was like, they're really scrubbing themselves. <laughs> no. People from Ireland, is that real? Is a power shower real? Let power us know shower. what the heck that means, because I don't believe Lauren. Yeah. Wow. Was it someone just faking being Irish? No, she was real. She had a nice little accent. 
I can't. You I can't, can't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is evident that you cannot. Oh my gosh. When we were in Vegas, apparently I tried to talk in, I think it was in Ireland. English in, accent. I heard the story. Oh, the English accent. Yeah, to it was some not English good. People. To English people. And they were like, mm. Yeah. yeah don't, want to, don't want to offend. That was when you were on a real kick of talking in the English accent all the time. Yeah. Top of the morning to you. That was no. not. <laughs> uh, should just well, stick to English. What did you guys learn today? That I still have trouble with accents. That's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say you don't know what an English <laughs> accent is. Oh. I also learned that there's cardamom. But whatever happened to Carter Dad? <laughs> <laughs> it was an acellular, asexual reproduction. Yes. Well, well it's a plant, I mean... <laughs> so it probably does go through sexual reproduction. What up, plants? What up, plants? Oh. <laughs> I also learned that it's pronounced wool instead of wool. 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 A wool, wool. A wool coat. Mm. This is that a nice spool of wool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you better stay in school. I will not. I refuse. What'd you learn, Nick? Um, I learned that Lauren would rather make almond milk than... Brew homemade beer. Yep. Oh, yes. Really? Uh huh. It's so much simpler. It's quite rewarding. You've never made almond milk. How would you know? Well, once I get my almond cow, I will. You're not getting the almond cow. I refuse. Put your foot down. If anyone is listening and coming to our wedding, um, please, please purchase me the almond cow. Don't it's do it. It's top on your registry list. Don't It's the top it. on my registry list. Let me go top and favorite it real quick. Just like the juicer, huh? Oh, I love the juicer Can't you just already. throw the almonds just in the juice juicer? Just juice almonds. Yeah. I don't think it... Can you do that? Why can't you? That's what you're doing with the almond cow. You can juice literally anything. Yeah. But wait, can I make If it has nipples, you can juice it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's not a thing. No. Oh, wait. If it has nipples, you can milk it. So why don't you just milk the almonds? I don't think so. Do almonds have nipples? That's why I like the point is, you know, that's how they make almond milk. <laughs> the sound effect. Uh, on that note, find us on social media. Tell us what a power shower is. Uh, tell us how to pronounce wool. Uh, we are East Carolina Beer on Instagram. We are at East Bear on Twitter. We are East Carolina Beer on Facebook. Check out our website, EastCarolinaBeer.com. And, or if you feel like, send us a nice email, you know, eastcarolinabeer at gmail.com. Yeah. Should have a new blog post coming soon, mm-hmm. doing a, a local beer review, so yeah, if you're check interested it out. in reading that kind of thing, Give stay it tuned. Check, check. Feel free to subscribe to our um, blog as well. You'll get notified of all new posts. Um, a little bit of a lull lately. We've just been busy with other projects. So. Yeah. Podcast, we've really jumped right into, yeah. so... Uh, But we appreciate everybody listening and hope you have a great night. I also hope you have a great morning. If you're listening in the morning. Yeah. Lauren, do you wish them a good afternoon? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren's moved on. Well, on that note, cheers. Cheers.